Dynasty Podcast presents Industry Interactive, featuring live workshops and labs focused around the digital and interactive industries, hosted by Haima Black. Haima Black here for Dynasty Podcast in Chicago, Inno, and I am here with Danny Deal. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing great, <laughs> considering <laughs> I just got in a car accident. That's not part of the interview, but you know. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 absolutely. But I'm glad you're here tonight. And... You are one of two individuals I'm speaking to. Uh, the other one is Alex White from White Mystery uh, for this feature for Chicago Inno that's focusing on music entrepreneurship in Chicago. And you are, to me, a prime example of that. So we're going to kind of talk about the self-management work you have done with your own career. But, you know, to get some background for maybe people who aren't as familiar with your work or who are just finding out about you or want to know more, bring us up to speed on what you do, how you got your start, all that stuff. Well, God, that's such a big open-ended question. I guess currently, uh, obviously, music, making music, um, but right now also writing about music. I'm the new editor-at-large for DJ Mag, so my focus has primarily been there the past couple of months as I really get settled into that role. But yeah, so I write about music, I create music, I DJ. It's it's a little bit of everything, and my husband's a photographer and also a DJ, and so it's just a very creative household. And I mean, I've been interested in music ever since I was in high school, but not necessarily that I naturally gravitated towards dance music. But I was sort of forced into that arena because I was a dork who had no friends, and so I went to raves a lot. <laughs> I think that's how a lot of great stories start, with like, I was a dork who had no friends, so I started drawing, or I started DJing, and yeah. Right. Um, and then you started associating those good feelings of um, acceptance and, and escape from whatever's going on in school or whatever horribleness you have going on day to day. You start associating... Being a teenager. Being a teenager in general. <laughs> so you start associating those good feelings with that thing, and so... I fell in love with dance music on a, a much more visceral level than somebody who just liked a song on the radio. Now, you mentioned all these things that you do, and, and something that is very apparent about your work is that you manage a lot of your own career. Kind of talk about that. You know, to what extent do you do that? To what extent do you have help? Like, talk about how you approach your career as a kind of entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, I do pretty much everything myself right now. And if you're an independent artist, you have to be comfortable and familiar with every aspect of your own career, from sourcing your own graphic design to knowing what exactly it is you're signing away when you sign a contract with a label, um, how to book your own show and how to ask for the right kinds of fees to make it fiscally viable for you. Like a lot of people don't think about that. They see a thousand dollars on paper for a gig, but they don't think about the expenditures for a flight per diem, hotel, uh, taxes, <laughs> things like that. So there, there's a, a lot that goes into it and it's not just hopping on a plane and going to get drunk somewhere for the night. Which is what it looks like on Instagram for a lot of DJs, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's certainly part of it. But <laughs> <laughs> So, everything you just talked about, you know, where you are figuring out that, again, like, yeah, $1,000 might not go as far as you think. Or, okay, there's a lot of things you have to take into account as, like, a freelancer, like taxes. How did you learn these things? Did you have any kind of preparation, or was it all self-taught as you went along? Yeah, it was all self-taught, um, 
I mean, I did my own bookings for years and just figured out as I went and I'm, I'm still definitely learning, you know, I'm not a lawyer by any stretch of the imagination, but I've, I can certainly find my way around a contract. Yeah. I mean, you just have to know the basics and I've seen, you know, I've, the first contract I signed for a song, I actually didn't read that contract very carefully and they wound up keeping my song in perpetuity and it never got released. So <laughs> I feel like experience is the best teacher then in that case. It is. Yeah, yeah it is. So something you uh, just referenced uh, is that you do your own bookings. And last year, 2015, you presented this tour, uh, Show Me Your Kitties, which is a great title. And you booked and produced that tour yourself, correct? I did, yes. Bring us into the story of that. Like, how did you determine that that was what you were going to do? You know, was there a time where you were considering working with an agency? Or, you know, how did you come to that decision? I considered working with an agency, but at the end of the day, I was just really tired of waiting around for other people to do something for my career when I knew that I had the contacts and the know-how and the resources to be able to do it on my own. And so that's exactly what we did. I mean, it was a lot of just cold calls, sending out press packs, um, putting together promotional materials, creating new music so there would be stuff that would be released during the time frame of the tour, uh, getting the graphic design. We found an, an amazing artist named Dane Henry who did this really cool from scratch anime drawing. I, every aspect of it from the contracting to the ad mat I was involved in. So did you realize, you know, like you said, you've been doing bookings for years, so you're no stranger to producing events, but did you realize how much work it would be before you undertook this huge project? I had zero idea. It was one of those things where you think you know, but you really don't at all. Um, and I thought with my previous knowledge, I had an idea of what I was getting into, but there's a very distinct difference between planning a weekend for yourself and planning two months of logistics. So what were some of the challenges that you came up across, either that you anticipated or that maybe completely blindsided you in producing your own tour? Uh, one big thing was routing since we're driving. So events really could only happen during a short time frame. So it would be, okay, we're doing Chicago on Monday, Tuesday. So then the next day has to be a city like Quad Cities, Indianapolis or St. Louis. And we have to find something that's already existing then on a Wednesday or a Thursday and map it out that way. So we, it wasn't just, oh, I know a promoter who does this Thursday night here. Every night had to follow uh, based upon radius and uh, parties that were already in existence so that we weren't coming in cold on a night and just praying yeah. <laughs> that things would be busy. So it, it definitely it was interesting because there were times where we would say, okay, um, so we, we're going to hit, I don't know, Indianapolis. has to be on a Thursday. You know, no other option. So we got to make it work for a Thursday. We have to look at every club, what nights are already going on on Thursdays, find that specific promoter. Um, yeah, so that that was really interesting. I did That was something I did not anticipate. <laughs> so flip side of that, what were the advantages of doing this independently and not handing this project over to a promoter, to an agent, to an agency, you know, having the control on this? Well, and you, you get to really 
choose how to represent yourself. And I was doing a lot of my own press. I, I have a really good uh, relationship with a lot of media outlets, so that wasn't very difficult. And I also got to handle all of my own ticketing, and I handled all of my own merchandise. So I sold everything myself through a custom backend on my website, which meant that I wasn't giving away any fees to um, third-party applications, anything like Ticketmaster or uh, Shopify or anything like that. It was 100% retained. So, you know, going forward, would you pursue this approach again or, you know, like which one out, the the pros and the cons, or pros or cons? Like, was it like, okay, well, I made a lot of money, but it was so much work. Like, how do you feel about doing this again? <laughs> you, you summed it up. I made money, but it was a lot of work. <laughs> so I would 100% do it again if I maybe had sponsorship from a corporation um, that would allow me to hire help. Uh, additional help with executing things so that I could have the time to not worry about every detail. But in terms of how freeing it was as an artist to be able to control every aspect, I would highly recommend that. Um, but yeah, having additional support would definitely let me breathe a little easier <laughs> during that time. Well, you know, for any uh, for any other independent artists who are reading this or hearing this, you know, what advice would you give them if maybe the idea of booking their own shows or booking their own tour seems very daunting or maybe they're thinking like, well, I'm not a lawyer either. Or I don't have any experience with this. You can find standard contracts online. There are tons of websites where you can purchase things as specific as a DJ contract, a standard DJ contract for as little as 15 or $20. And they're legally sound. And I use that for... Um, for this past tour. And there's also um, a really great website called Artist Data, which I love. And you can connect uh, all of your outlets like Facebook, Twitter, everything to Artist Data. And you can it sends out information to, I think, over 30 different event websites. So if you're planning a tour and you're worried about getting things populated places, all you have to do is put in the event information, artist data, and it sends it out to Songkick and all these different other musician websites on your behalf and even sends it to local publications in that city. And when you are going on tour, then it saves all the information and you can actually have it print up uh, a day planner for each day of your tour. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. And so, it's a free service. So it really sounds like there are so many more tools available to artists than there would have been like five, 10, obviously 20 years ago before the internet now. Like there's a lot available to artists that are, you know, willing to put in the time, right? Yeah, you have to be willing to put in the time, you know, and a lot of the thing is too, if you're looking, what I did too, I looked up artists that I thought were similar to me and I looked at their tour histories. And so I looked at the venues that they had hit and what day of the week they hit those venues. And then I would cross-reference that to see if there were existing nights and then hone in on the promoters and see who I would contact there. That's amazing. Uh, are there any other tips or kind of anything else we need to cover on this that we haven't really uh, given out yet? You know, I think it's just, it really is legwork and don't get discouraged because when you're, when you're booking a tour, it's 
a lot of waiting. It's a lot of trying to find the right person. It's, it's a lot of no's to get to one or two yeses, but, um, it can be discouraging and a lot of artists don't realize just how much work does go into it because they have somebody that does that for them. But, um, yeah, it's just part of the game and the payoff is definitely worth it. Uh, what else is coming up on deck for you as an artist, as a writer, as an editor, all these things, uh, what's coming up for you in 2016? Well, I'm hopefully going to go deeper into my work with DJ Mag. So my first issue with them is February and I have the cover story and I have the cover story for March as well. So it's a really good way to enter into my relationship with them. And um, I'm going to be finishing up some tracks in the next few weeks and then we'll be going on tour, a mini tour in Europe. And I can't say exactly where just yet, but that'll be happening around May. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot. I mean, that's half the year planned out already. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then I have vacation. (laughs) Uh, Danny Deal, this is great. Thank you so much for sharing the time here. Really appreciate it. No, thank you. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.